know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. We gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Everyone and welcome to Hidden Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Mr. Jamie University. He is live again from South Bend. He was at the open practice yesterday, and uh, thank you to the Notre Dame coaching staff for for giving us a scrimmage, Jamie. It, last year was not good, and this year. Uh, you know, I thought based on some of the stuff I heard, it's like, did they only give us the backups? And Jamie said, no, we got, we got a real, a real practice to view a lot of good stuff. Your practice reports, uh, were fire, Jamie, everyone go to irisportsdaily.com. Check out, the, uh, the practice report from Jamie, check out the practice report from Drew. I think Matt has something up last night. So you want to check that out as well. Um, and thank you everyone for, uh, tuning in so far. Uh, if this is your first time catching the show, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe button, please hit the notification bell. Uh, we're trying to hit 7,000 subscribers before the season starts, and uh, we're, we're, the numbers are doing good. We're well on the way, but we still have some more to go, so please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. If you want to listen to our, our audio feed, links are in the description below. That's going really well so far. And uh, before we get going, I want to talk about ESQ Clothing. Let me get the proper ad read this time. I haven't really done it. I'm going to do it for, for God this time. Uh, check out Godwin's bamboo dress shirt on ESQClothing.com. It's crashed from the high-quality bamboo fabric, the softest and most comfortable shirt you can ever put on. 100% agree with that. Feels amazing. We've worn it on the show. Uh, it's good stuff. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, odor, and wrinkle-resistant. Even machine washable. Marcus Freeman's wearing it all over the country. And here's the thing. He he wears it. He wants to wear it. You know, he doesn't have to. He, the, the ASQ is the official outfitter of, uh, of Notre Dame football. Notre Dame football can find someone else to do it. The, it's a quality product, and that's why they're repping it, and that's why they're wearing it all over the place. Notre Dame players are wearing it on the player walk and that sort of thing. Check out ESQclothing.com. Upgrade your shirt game. Jamie, we have to we have to shout out Dan Blair. Dan Blair. Dan wow. Dan Blair coming in hot. We, we, thank you so much for this. That is very kind of you. Doesn't even does nothing he even wants to say. Just I appreciate it, Dan. That's good stuff. I've never seen you on the show before. Um, so thank you for thank you for that. That's uh that's really nice. Great pick too. Looks like a very good boy. Yeah, good boy, good boy in the Abbey. So uh good good for you, Dan Blair. Really getting um re really appreciate that. Okay. Trump Vigo. Uh, I like I like hats. It's called New Era. Have you heard of it? It's a brand. Oh make hats. Drunk Vigo. What, what did he yeah, say? I like hats. Oh, he's, now dude is a Braves fan. Hats, man. People wear hats. It's Drunk all Drunk Vigo, I gotta say, he's always he's he's the quiet hater who's always in here, who's who's not hating on the team, but always somehow hating on us. You know what? Why no, we no, appreciate no, no, no. you though, no, Trump Drunk, Drunk Vigo. Vigo Vigo is always um He's always in here up. taking shots. I like. He's it. always fired up about yeah. the Long Beach stuff, which I appreciate. I, yeah, he, he does make the Long I Beach. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, we're going to be talking about the team. Uh, let's talk, Jamie. What, what do you? Where do you want to start? I'll, 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 I'll put. The, I'll give you the floor at the beginning. Where do you want to start, and then we'll build from there. A lot of people concerned about the wide receivers. Uh, we're obviously going to get to that at some point. Um, but where, where do you want to start? Main impressions yesterday, open practice. 
Uh, the main impressions I would say is uh, Notre Dame's freshmen and sophomores. Uh, there's a lot of talent. There's a mm. lot of talent. It's a very, very talented group. Um, I think you could say that, I mean, out of the times I've been going, so this is my like ninth year covering uh, the team for our sports daily. Um, so, you know, been coming to fall camp for ever since 2015. And this is easily the most talented those uh, underclassmen have been um, just overall, like, man, there's so many athletes. There's so many guys that I think the freshmen, especially that, where there's way more guys that look like they are um, further into their college careers than, than you would expect for yeah. guys that are freshmen. Um, it's easily the most that, that I've seen. Um, yeah. And as ND for life uh, or, or, or lifey uh, <laughs> said that they are Marcus Freeman, you have to give uh, him uh, credit the staff credit. I think they've done a really, really good job with these classes because there's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of guys that I think Notre Dame fans should be very excited about. Um, you know, certainly this year, but mostly going forward, right? Like I think um, there's a lot of guys that I have a chance to be really, really great players for Notre Dame. Um, and I would say that was probably like the biggest takeaway from it is because we saw a ton of like the twos and threes. Mm. in it um so it, there's a ton of talent there especially on the defense and it's pretty clear that um Notre Dame is a lot better um depth wise on defense than they are on offense like um they have guys who are in the twos that could probably start on a lot of previous Notre Dame teams yeah um they got guys uh who are in the threes that would have been in the two deep on a lot of other previous Notre Dame teams and they got a lot of guys that I mean, are going to have to fight and scratch and claw to, to, to play this year um, that are really, really talented. It, it's, uh, um, you know, I, I concentrated mostly on the defense. Obviously, you know, I watched everything, but I, I concentrated mostly on the defense. And I, I really, really think that Notre Dame at cornerback, um, edge rusher, uh, there was a lot to like there. Um, linebackers, uh, played well. The future I think is very bright, uh, as well, um, at linebacker, um, just a lot to like, uh, from that perspective. Um, and I think like, you know, I've been to obviously fall camp is a time for hype. It's, it's time to get excited about like kind of the possibilities uh, of what, you know, a Notre Dame team can be or what, what every college football team can be, mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic about it because there's, I mean, I've gone to other years where I have, I definitely have not seen the level of like, kind of like just overall like speed and athleticism and just like traits in general that I've seen from some of the younger guys there. Um, and I think, I think people can rightfully be excited about it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speed. Um, Nick Jeffers asked a very important question on the over under over under fourth place in the Heisman voting for Jordan Faison this <laughs> yeah. year. Uh, <laughs> I told him Matt. So Matt, Matt put in the, Matt put in his tweet yesterday. Uh, he's shifty. I think it was. And so 
I put out a tweet. It was like, we're monitoring. That's the thing. You know, people need to, and Matt needs to figure out what monitoring means. Like monitoring means this is something we're watching, right? And uh, he texted us afterwards, like, I need to settle down. It's like, hey, I didn't put him in the tweet. You did. I didn't tell him. I didn't, he put what he wants. So look, if the guy looks good, the guy looks good, right? Like, I, I think that, I think, you know, this is something that we heard about uh, Chris Fink and uh, Avery Davis. Now, it, it was like a couple years later, right? It wasn't, we heard Chris Fink could always get open in like 2016. And then he didn't really play in 16, but then he played in 17, obviously played in 18 and 19. Maybe something comes to this. I don't know. The, the, the guy, If the guy looks good, the guy looks good. What are you going to say? Um, I don't think that he's going to play like a major role in the football team, but you never know, right? You never know. Shane Walton was a soccer player and he came in, he was a first team all American. Like if it happens, it happens. I, I think if someone comes in and they are flashing as a freshman, um, very, very rarely does that guy not become a contributor. What, what if, what if it was Caleb Smith who's hurt now? So I he mean, can't be people. Would be, I, everyone would be like, Oh, yeah. he's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think people can deny that he, uh, I mean, not, not really as much in, um, the the team stuff. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really show out in there, but like, in, uh, you know, he they have the one on one tackling drill. He stiff arms Mike Bell. That was pretty nice, uh, and just as a kick returner in in this, you know, this kind of kickoff three on three, um, yeah. kickoff kick returner drill. And he was the best kick returner. Like he just had the best feel for it. He knew when to kind of like accelerate and explode. He read it. And some guys just have that natural feel for it. Um, I don't know. He looks like a guy who is, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to have him on your football team. And yeah. I don't think, uh, I mean, he might not, he probably won't play at all this year. Uh, I mean, if he does, the, the, the best chance would be as a returner. Um, but typically when a guy's like that, if he's going to continue to play, he will play at some point and his odds of get, get of he's helped his odds of earning a scholarship for football going forward. But it's obviously he's a lacrosse player too. Right. Yeah. So, but um, that it, it's happened in the past. Like you said, it's happened in the past. Right. Um, and I think just, he'll have to continue to earn it, but I mean, he's on the right track. I think that's yeah. uh, that's that's fair. It is what it is. Hey, look, if you're fast, you're fast, and uh, you can always use fast players on your football team. And so. some guys are fast and not good football players. He looks like he looks like a pretty good football player. Yeah. He look, yeah. he's he doesn't look out of place at all. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get to a kind of a, a pretty big topic, uh, especially last night as reports were coming in. Um, I guess they will focus on. Uh, to bias on this one since that was the, the question from pq what it do uh fellas excited for the show thanks for all the great coverage uh thank you for uh for being here not going to overreact to one practice that's good shouldn't do that uh greg said he isn't worried about tobias do you have intel that he has performed well on other days uh jamie you've been there uh what have you heard about him specifically and i guess we can move this into wide receivers uh as a whole in a second yeah, he has performed well on other days from everything I've heard. Like he's, I, I think it's consistent with what we talked about earlier, the la like the last two shows about him, that he has flashed. He has certainly done some really nice things. He has made plays. 
it's a consistency thing with him, which is why I think this year, and it's not to say he might not um, take it to another level at some point during the year, but I think the expectations for, uh, for him should be, oh, he'll make plays for Notre Dame this year, but he's not wide receiver one. He's not going to be that dude. He, he isn't, uh, if you're thinking, if you're hoping for he was going to be Chase Claypool in 2019, he hasn't shown that. He hasn't shown that. And I haven't heard anything about that in terms of like other days he looks like that. No, yeah. I haven't heard that. I heard he has made plays. He is, they're excited about his potential. And it's a consistency. It's a consistency that he needs to bring uh, throughout. But, I mean, I think his ceiling is sky high. And um, I think the other thing is that he is going to get opportunities because of what Notre Dame has at receiver, right? So I think in right, right now he's in line to start. Uh, and, you know, it, it could be a kind of thing where, you know, just wrote something about Xavier Watts earlier in the, in the week where Xavier Watts – the the last quarter of the year he took off he took off and it became he became a different player and now you're like wow now he is like the best safety on the team and it might be something like that with tobias this year but if if you were kind of expecting him to be like uh, i mean game one to be uh the best receiver on the team he's not there yet right like yeah there's there's a separation between them. yeah let me uh let me give some context to some people and why I'm not really concerned about this. Um, and in this, I'm not trying to convince anybody. If, if someone's listening to this and you feel like I'm concerned or I don't like it. Okay. That's fair. Right. I, because look, it, it could be the case that we, they play games and, and, and all of this turns out to be um, a harbinger of the fact that, yeah, maybe they do struggle. And if they do struggle, we can go back and say, well, there was evidence, you know, that we saw it. This is why I'm not concerned about it. In fact, I feel totally fine. We we want him to be the Chase Claypool of 2019 or the Miles Boykin of 2018. But it might just be the fact that of those situations, he's the Julian Love or the Troy Pride of that situation. People need to remember, he is, he is going against... Cam Hart and Ben Morrison every single day, every day. The cost of doing business for a wide receiver in that situation, when you aren't game planning against the team, you're just running stuff. You're yeah. running your stuff. It's not that it, it, it's, it's the most advantageous for situation for a defense they'll ever be in because they're not being game planned against. And they might be running stuff that you are geared towards stopping, right? That's the way camp works. Like camp, you you you're you're going against your offensive plays all the time. You will always know, have a good idea of what they're running. They're never tricking you. That's the way camp is. That's why you're practicing things. And the thing about and the reason why I say he might be the Julian Love or Troy Pride part of that, that exchange was indicative of the type of players that Miles Boykin were in that Chase Claypool were. But the year Troy Pride or the, the year Julian Love's getting cooked over and over again by Miles Boykin, he was an All-American. Yeah. That wasn't indicative of, of Julian Love as a player. Troy Pride went for, in 2019. That propelled him to be 
a, what was it, a third round pick, fourth round pick? Like he had a very good season in 2019. That wasn't indicative of Troy Pride as a player. That's why I'm not worried. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be by necessity. He is going against dudes. You're not going to you're not going to win every matchup. He he is not meant to dominate those guys in in his se- in his second fall camp after not really being you know he, he he missed a ton of practice time at the end of last year too with the yeah. with the concussion and all that. It's going to be difficult. So I'm not worried about that. Now, it's there's no guarantee, right? And I'm not saying that anyone who is worried is wrong. I'm just that's my perspective on it. Um, I think that's a fair perspective, and also too, I mean, you mentioned Boykin and Claypool. Um, that was year four for both those guys. Yeah, this is year two, right? So, um, I, I just think that people uh, want. Merriweather to be this uh, like a breakthrough player immediately because that's what kind of Notre Dame needs, but that is not his fault that uh, Notre Dame missed at yeah. receiver and all these other classes. So I think he's going to get all these opportunities. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where it goes with him. Um, and I mean, I'll even add too because you mentioned the uh, you know, obviously you're going against Morrison and Hart. Mickey and Christian Gray are really, really good too. They'd start for most Notre Dame teams. They are very, very good players. Like I, I Matt kind of joked with me uh, during practice. He said Christian Gray is the best freshman cornerback since Ben Morrison. You know, like he looks that good. Like he, he looks really, really good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I I think it's just it's one of those things. It's like it's like going against Joe Alt every day is makes like, you know, Javante John Baptiste better. Like it, it, that is, you know, the iron sharpens iron and you're going to struggle to beat Joe Alt. You're going to struggle to beat Blake Fisher. Um, and then when you play the other guys, it's a lot easier, yeah. right? That's just, that's the whole point of that's the whole point of camp. That's the whole point of getting guys that are elite and, and having to work against them every day. It's, it's a big, big thing. Yeah, uh, Westward Manor Films uh, says, plus it seems like most of the time the D is head of the, of the O in the first month or so. It's for the exact reason I said. The offense is not running anything that's geared to stop the defense. They are running their stuff against the defense that is also running their stuff. It's, there's no game plan, you know, so that that's why it is. The other part, too, is like offense is built on precision. Everyone has to be doing the same thing or the, 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 the correct thing all the time. It has to be super precise. Defense is not that way. Everyone has to have a role, but one guy makes a play, and that's it. That, that, that'll ruin the play. One little mistake. So that's why it's just there's – it's it's not um, it's not strange to me that this is the case. Um, it's not nothing, right? It, it, if, the, if, the, if the defense is whooping them every single day, uh, which we haven't heard. We've heard the offense has had really, really good practices as well. So that's that should be noted as well. But that's why I'm not uh, super concerned about uh, like any specific uh, position on offense. Um, let's talk about uh, someone asked a question about uh, Tyson Ford, and we can get into him. Uh, ND for Life asked about Tyson Ford. How does Tyson Ford look? We can get into him in this discussion too because you uh, tweeted out yesterday. 
that the two most important positions on defense and in football period in 2023 are the defensive line and the corners. We talked about the corners a little bit here. <clears throat> Let's go into the defensive line, Jamie. Um, I'll admit that I'm you're selling me a little bit on these guys. I'm feeling really good about these guys. Um, why, why, why do you, why, why should I feel that way? Why are you so high on them right now? Uh, well, I mean, specifically I said edge rusher too, because I think edge rusher, it's like getting after the quarterback affecting the quarterback. Yeah. That is football today, right? Like that mm -hmm. matters. That makes, you know, your corners make your pass rush better and your pass rush makes your corners better and your coverage better. Right. Like that's, it goes hand in hand. Right. So, um, and I just think right now, and, and it's not even about just all of what in terms of production, because yeah, they, they got a lot of sacks on the day, right? Like, especially the twos and threes, they dominated um, that portion for sure. Uh, but it's more about like what I said with the traits. And when I say traits, it's not the Brian Kelly. I don't know why he just created the, the different use of the word traits yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for that. But when we're talking traits, we're talking about um, like athleticism, like things that length. athleticism, length, twitch off the ball, all of these kind of things that go uh, into the physical part of, uh, checking these boxes for a pass rusher, right? And Notre Dame is probably has the most, uh, looked the most explosive off the edge that I have seen from them. And it was everyone from like, you know, JJB is, I think he's got a long way to go as um, uh, to be more of a complete uh, player against the run. I don't think he's a very good player against the run right now, just to straight up be honest. And that's why Nana is starting in the base defense. But the reason JJB is starting in um, the uh, sub package, like third down, is because he has these great traits. He's got a great get off. He's super long. He can bend all this stuff. But you have him. So you have him as like the kind of like big end who can do that. Jordan Botello is just an animal. And he's, he, I mean, it, mm. it's, it's unsurprising to kind of like what we've kind of felt about him for a while. And now it's just kind of like all coming together and kind of like building on of what he did last year. But he is just a relentless guy who's super quick and has like that lateral ability to, to, to win and just counter. Um, and then when they were doing it, when he was lined up as like a kind of like a three tech, but he's like in a, in a two point in a, in a three tech, which, mm. which by that, I mean, he's an outside shade of, of the guard for those. Who are, and he's on the same side as Maris Leofel and Maris Leofel can get after it on the edge. And he is uh, one. I one he had a fantastic practice, probably the best practice I've, I've seen from him and everything from off the ball to working on the edge stuff too. But you saw him win straight up off the edge. You saw him win him and Botello specifically when they were like running games together, like in terms of like stunts and like, you know, some like T stunts and stuff. It looked nasty. It looked very, very difficult to block. They were a handful. Um, and then I, I, so you add him to the mix, Maris Leofel to the mix. 
Jalen Sneed, Jalen Sneed has a long way to go as just a pure linebacker and mm-hmm. what he can do there. He, he very much struggles to get off blocks. If he's free and he can run, he looks fantastic and he's, a, he's a heck of an athlete, but he is, he, and he, and the first half of the practice, he didn't look great to be honest. Um, and he missed a couple tackles in space and it, it, it wasn't a great practice for him. And then in the, like the last, like say 20 minutes of the practice, he just was all over the place dominating because um, he was just at, in attack mode and they used him off the edge. They used him as a blitzer and he is so sudden as a blitzer that it's just, it, it absolutely affects the quarterback just every time. And so you have him off the edge. Burnham showed stuff off the edge, right? He, he got like a short corner. He looks like he's going to be a, a dude off the edge. Aiden Gobera, he hurt his knee, so hopefully it, it isn't serious. It looked didn't look good when it happened, but he has a, just a fantastic first step. Even if he isn't able to play, he is going to be someone for Notre Dame in terms yeah. of a pass rusher. Uh, Bubakar Treor is absolutely a revelation in camp. And, I mean, he needs to physically develop. He needs to add weight, get bigger, get stronger. But he is way above where, like, Isaiah Foskey was against the run early. Like, you, I saw him set the edge numerous times. So he can do that that you, you don't always see from, like, a young guy. And he has twitch. He has incredible flexibility he won with like a big time long arm on, on tai chan for a sack he won getting around the edge he looked good running stunts he absolutely looks like he is going to be a special player one day and they just have so many options there where it's like um they're going to be good rushing the passer because of that and they have guys who can win inside too right because um, and mostly too, like because they, they they pretty much have just like twitch all across the line, um, and yeah, I, I think just the upside in terms of what they can do pass rush wise um, is exciting. It's very exciting. I I think um, Notre Dame fans sh- should you know have high expectations based on just kind of like athletically what they kind of present there um and i think uh you know notre dame has had a ton of sacks the last couple years they've really had two of their better um sack years uh but i just think in terms of pressure they're going to get a ton of pressure on quarterbacks this year and um and they can do it a lot with i mean they will definitely have impacts with with blitzing but they can do it a lot with rushing four and a lot of it too by by just kind of like messing up uh um you know protections with just like stunts and, and some of the stuff too because they're just so athletic they're so athletic there even so like a guy like jason Anye, normally you're looping a defensive tackle ar- around the end if you're running like an et and like that guy can't like bend and bend and wrap around right, right. Anye, Anye can do that he can do it i mean look there's <laughs> every every good team in the world like has can rush the passer that's just that's the it's that's what you got to do if you can rush the passer it's a problem any era but especially now 
Uh, and then you have good corners as well. I mean, that's the formula, and that's kind of why you put that in the tweet. Um, it's just – it's – I don't know. It's the most, like, exciting, good thing you could ever hear from camp. It's like Notre Dame, they've got a ton of ways to get after the passer without having to run games. Like, they could, but you don't have to send a ton of pressure either. You can do games up front with your linemen, but you don't have to send a bunch of blitzes. Obviously, they still can, right? And that's, a you know, using Marist and using Jalen Sneed as blitzers. Like, obviously, that's going to be very effective for them. Um, that brings a lot into play with their, you know, their big dime, right? Like, that, it makes that very exciting, um, especially with who they play and the good teams that they have to go against. Um, Indian Nation, thank you for the super chat. Can we hire Army's DC just for the Navy game? Uh, someone else pointed out that they – Army does a great job against uh, Navy every single year. That's true. Um, Air Force actually does the best job. Air, Air Force, Force owns bring Navy. In, yeah. Let's bring in that guy yeah. uh, or that woman or whoever, whoever's doing it, uh, yeah. that bring them in. Uh, but I think they'll be fine uh, so far. To answer um, Pop's question, I do live next to an airport. It is very, it is very frustrating. I, I agree with that. So I apologize um, for that piece. Let's talk about um, let's talk about who, wh- where do you want to go next, Jamie? I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. I had I had a full plan. Uh, let's talk about the Aztec package. Okay, uh, Fighting Irish fan ninety one. He 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 gave us a good topic to talk about here. But the Aztec package is there a chance <laughs> tri- tri- go <laughs> could safety. replace a double safety blitz with a triple safety blitz? Asking in case I need to get a fire extinguisher ready for the board. Um, <laughs> I don't think he needs to do I, I, I don't I don't think we'll see a triple safety blitz. Um <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious if we did though. Um yeah, I think w- one of the, the the big thing with the, the Aztec pack package is you know you can do so many things, it's so it's it's like a three three five, right? And essentially yeah. that third safety is like a linebacker, right? Mm. So and that in and uh, it's it's actually called spear that's what they're 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 calling it right mm-hmm. so, so that's what they're calling big dime they're calling it spear and aztec it's named after i mentioned the p- previous show matt mentioned it on the board too it's from san diego state that's where it comes from right yeah. because that's the rocky long defense where he really kind of uh um mastered it per se, right? He, he, I mean, he, he started before that, but for years and years when he was the head coach at, at San Diego State, they did a tremendous job and it's kind of started to kind of spread across college football to different places too. Um, and it, it's one of these defenses too that's like known for being, um, you know, to, to battle spread offenses and you can handle, obviously you have more defensive backs, you have six defensive backs on the field for that, but also, um it's, it's very good against the run too. So that, uh-huh. that's something. So that's something to kind of think about of what Notre Dame can do with, with some of these uh, teams. And somebody mentioned about like what USC did against uh, Notre Dame against the run. I think that might be something that we see um, a little bit more of that against USC um, to kind of like mess with some of their, uh, their blocking schemes and stuff too. But then you still are a little bit more covered um, in terms of just like uh, the perimeter stuff in the RPO game and all that, right? Because you really can't have um, situations where you're too many one-on-ones against USC outside just because their receivers are too good, right? Even even with as good as Notre Dame's 
corners and the good secondary is it's still like it's it's gonna it's it's tough that's part of the the beauty of uh lincoln riley's offense um i i think that you know we didn't they didn't run it a lot in in this practice. yeah they not- wouldn't they wouldn't because you know you, you don't want to first of all you, you don't want to see too much uh then i'm not going to show you guys there, too much yeah they, they ran it more um in the spring and the one uh open practice in the middle of spring that they had uh, so we got a longer look then, uh, but that is a, it's an offense where, or a defense, excuse me, where you're going to see a lot of guys up in the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's going to be uh, rushing the passer a lot of the time. So Brown, uh, you know, as the Aztec position, that kind of safety linebacker hybrid, he's activated a lot. Thomas Harper as the nickel, he's going to be a guy who, who blitzes there too. Um that's a thing where basically uh, Maris Leofau is he's a hybrid player, like a hybrid edge linebacker in that spot, too. Um, obviously, you know, Jordan Batello can drop and do some of these things, too. So uh, it's yeah, it's it, it's like a fun defense to watch and uh, a hard defense to prepare for. It's like the one thing we talked about, like the uh, the stuff that they've you know, added from the menu uh, or took taken away from the menu. This is like an addition. And I think a good one. It's one of those things, like if they can get it right and they can execute it the way that they, the coaches want and Al Golden wants and his vision is able to actually manifest itself onto the field. That's when you, that's a defense that can like really be, like you said, a game changer since you do so many things out of it and you confuse them. Uh, you confuse the, the, the offense quite a bit. Um, and it's so that that's a big deal, but I think we've seen with a, kind of a lot of sub packages. Like I, I think that uh, Marcus Freeman in 2021, he did a pretty good job with his sub packages again, like on third downs, yeah. like his third down sub packages were really good and we didn't see them as much last year, but that could, you know, coaching change and that sort of thing and bringing in a new system. Um, and now an extra year under Al Golden, that could, that could really be, that could really be a big deal. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on going forward as well. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about offensive line. Um, if, if you, if you were a person coming out of spring and uh, you know, projecting going into fall camp, like who are going to be the starting guards, if if you were in on the Rocco Spindler Pat Coogan duo, no one would it was. Yeah, you would Let's have made some like serious cash on <laughs> that. Um, what do you make of it? What do you make of it? Um, well, one before camp, I had heard that Rocco was like a legit uh, contender for that. True, true spot. fact. So, true so fact. I, I definitely had heard that was a thing. Um, so I, I know that some people thought that he, he wasn't, but I had heard like, no, he's, he's definitely in the mix there. And yeah. um, they were going to give him a sh- chance to win it. And I think they gave, um, you know, Christoph, got a chance to, to be, you know, he's the veteran, he's the guy. So they tried to, you know, give him the chance first, but Rocco has, he's clearly won that job. And I think Rocco looked good in this um, practice. Um I think him and Blake work well together um, in the run game. 
Um, you can see that. So that's good. I mean, obviously both those guys are, are mauling types dudes. I think both those guys probably look their best in the run game. Um, and you can see like Spindler moves pretty well to get to the second level uh, as well. And that's, that's a good thing. Um, so, I mean, he's a first time starter. There's going to be ups and downs like there is with any time first time starter. Uh, but I think, um, I think you, you can feel pretty good about um, where they're at, the right guard position. You know, Pat Coogan uh, certainly wasn't, you know, seen as everyone kind of thought, well, it's going to be Shrouth. And then that was kind of that. Um, and then, and if it's not Shrouth, maybe it'll be Christophic, right? Like that's kind of what it was. And Coogan was kind of seen as probably like, yeah, you know, maybe they'll get some reps here and there or whatever, but yeah. certainly not a contender. Um not a serious contender. He would have been the f- further down the list. Mm. Um, and, you know, and then Wagner got some reps there too, right? So it was, you know, they've tried different people. I would say that Kugid, um, I mean, certainly when you see like he's been there for a while, he certainly seems to be the favorite for the, that spot. Um, he struggled a bit more. He had some problems with like Riley Mills. And I think that's part of it. He's not he's not as big as some of these other guys in terms of like just length and all that kind of stuff too. So um, he's going to struggle against some guys like Riley Mills, right? Those super long, um, you know, three tech types. Um, So he, and and he's also like another guy who who would be a first year starter uh, as well. Mm -hmm. He isn't, I, I would say that spot isn't secure just based on what I, I've, I've seen. Um, so I think that uh, he, it, it's Shrouth, I think, I would say if they, probably he will start at the beginning of the year, Coogan, is, is just my opinion yeah. on it. But I think that spot's, maybe they'll split, maybe they'll be open. I, I think Shrouth, the good stuff from Shrouth looks really good. It's just a consistency factor. It's a little bit like what we were talking about with Tobias, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is with um, with Shrouth, it's like if there's a consistency thing with offensive line, I mean, it shows up a lot more, right? It shows up a lot more um, if there's kind of mistakes made or, or um, you know, you, you don't execute. Uh, it shows up quite a bit more, right? So um, I think – Shrouth could certainly come back and, and, and end up being the starter there at some point. I would say it's probably a long shot that, that someone like Charles Jagusa could uh, come in and eventually win um, that job, but they, they did rep him at guard. And this was the first time we had seen him at guard and he absolutely mauled um a couple of dudes and on, on traps and that was Mm. impressive and he's a big guy and he can move. So, I mean, as as you, as you say, we're mon I'd monitor him to as maybe later on during the season, he could be somebody it'll be interesting because it's always one of those things where it's like, well, when he's at the beginning of the season, is he with the, the actual offensive line or is he with the scout team? Yeah. Cause if he's with the scout team, then it's like, okay, he's not going to be whatever. But if he's with, you know, he just worked in the threes, he didn't even work with the two. So don't, 
you know, it's too early to say, but maybe he could end up later on because they need to find an answer there. Right. And I, so I, I think it comes back to your, you feel good about, um, you certainly feel good about the two tackle spots. I think Rocco certainly has made a big jump. Corell's Corell, like you're going to get, I think he's better than he was. Uh, although I would say like, you know, there were definitely times like, uh, I mean, he had his hands full in, in inside with, I mean, Notre Dame's defensive tackles look really good too. That's good um, to hear though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, but I think that left guard spot, I think it's, my guess is it, it could be Coogan the whole year, but my guess is it'll be kind of, uh, it, it could be a fluid situation because I don't think the level is kind of where exactly you want it to be yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the running backs and the uh, safeties, I want to uh, thank everyone for, for tuning in so far. Uh, we've got a lot of people in the show right now. So if you haven't checked out our show before, uh, please consider uh, subscribing and uh, liking and, uh, you know, hitting the notification bell, you know, we're going live. If, uh, if you haven't seen our show before, we've got a nice little intro at the start. And once this is over, you can go back and check it out. And uh, I want to pump up VSR media. Who's who put that together for us. They did a really great job. Um, and is also sponsoring the show. Uh, their, their VSR media is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy award winning anchor. Fahid Sadrazade. Uh, VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify your going business, VSR Media specializes in short, long, and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. So contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Iris Sports Daily and receive 20% off your first project. Visit online or call at 574-800-9106. We are very fired up about our new uh, intro. I just I gave them kind of a template. So this is kind of what I'm looking for. And first first, first mock-up they gave, I was like, yeah. it's beautiful. Love Fantastic. it. Love it. Yeah, so it's a really good um, stuff. Also, just on top of that, too, so it, I hope everyone's enjoying the new intro. Chris, I see Chris Wawiorka. Sorry if that. Chris Wawiorka. Wawiorka. Uh, because he mentioned about all oh, my mic things. I mean, first of all, that that was a while ago. So if you hadn't listened in a while, guess what? It's It's been fixed. But all that stuff, new computer. This is a different mic. It, it, was, it was actually because I had got a different mic. Uh, that was recommended to me by someone else. It just didn't work well with that computer and with our system. And now it's all fixed. So, um, you know, tell your friends it's fixed. So yeah, the, audio, uh, the audio issues are fixed. Look, Hit and Hustle had an, uh, had an had an off season too, working through some things, you know, got to get ready for the season. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, as the season comes up, we're, we're getting everything improved. Uh, we're doing a bunch of good stuff here too. So, um, thank you everyone for being here. Check us out. Hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. All right. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the running backs for a second, and then we'll get to the best position in football. Um, Audric Estime not doing a lot yesterday, and I think everyone totally understands, right? Like he he doesn't really need the work. He's kind of a proven player, don't need to put hits on his body. What does Notre Dame have like for real? Like, what does Notre Dame have behind him? Because obviously, I think Logan Diggs. Maybe not the most dynamic, like high ceiling player, but certainly someone you knew could play and play at a high level uh, in college football. What's behind him? 
how good can Jabron Payne be? How good can Jadarian Price be? How good can Devin Ford be? Uh, we didn't see Jeremiah Love. He was also hurt. Um, but those three guys, wh- wh- what does Notre Dame have there with them, Jamie? Um, I mean, they certainly have talent there. Unfortunately, Jabron Payne got hurt at the beginning of. Oh yeah, uh, that's practice, right. He was a right? special so, teams. Yeah. But that's the the that has been the thing with Payne, right? Is yeah. that he has had talent. He he. The reason why he kind of cooled as a prospect was because he couldn't stay healthy his junior and senior year of high school. Um, and, you know, I really hope that it wasn't anything serious and that he's not going to be out for a long time because he was having a pretty good uh, camp before mm-hmm. that. Um, and I think that, you know, if, he certainly looked like he was capable of being like a number two. And I, I think especially because he was good in pass pro too. Right. And that's always like a big thing, you know, because you can't play somebody who isn't going to be able to uh, protect as well. So I, and then the thing is with, with love who my guess by, by him doing some of the stuff, he was in full pads, didn't participate, did some of the indie stuff, but didn't participate in like the regular competitive stuff. Uh, my guess is um, uh, that he's probably just either tweak something or they're just being cautious with, with something like that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's over 200 pounds right now and that he has that, you know, obviously like big playability. I mean, I think he's going to play this year. Right. And I think he's probably going to help. Um, I think Devin Ford actually looked pretty good in the practice. Like, He's, I mean, I wouldn't expect high expectations from him, but I think the fact that he can catch the ball, um, you know, he has uh, really, um, you know, he, he has that skill set. You know, he was solid running it. Um, is, is he, he uh, like a good depth piece, I think, and yeah. which is exactly kind of what you wanted from it, right? Like he, he's a good depth piece. Now, Jadarian Price looked good in terms of like his vision and he had a couple of like explosive cuts were inside in terms of being an inside runner. You could tell when they were doing the kind of um, running back linebacker kind of uh, pass one-on-ones that he does not have that same burst that he had last year. And that is probably just like, he's not all the way there yet from, from his uh, you know, he had Achilles injury generally it's a two-year deal before you kind of get back to where you were um that's that's how it's been for a a lot of guys so i i'm thinking he can help and play this year probably not going to be the guy that um you know people would hope that that he's going to be one day um after you know he recovers a bit more um and also too he i mean he might have just been worn down by camp too because you know love is hurt too and they're getting more reps and all that and he's probably a guy who probably doesn't need as many reps right now he probably needs to be protected but what are you going to do they have to protect esteme they can't risk him getting hurt that's why he didn't he didn't play that much so i think um i I mean after esteme i think there's still kind of questions of of like exactly because i think you would have said before uh, yesterday you would have said Payne is the number two back he's the number two back and 
feel pretty good about it and you're kind of excited about some, some of the other young guys. But now it's like all of a sudden, because you think about, I mean, Tyree's at receiver, Diggs is gone. Yeah, the depth is like there's just a lot more unknown there. Um, and I I don't think Estemi is going to have a problem staying healthy. He's obviously built pretty well, um, but you never know. Like that stuff can happen and we'll just kind of see uh, where it's at when given opportunities. But I think it'll be interesting to see um, how they kind of figure out like how many carries everyone's going to get and what they're going to do, especially like, I think people assuming that because they're playing a bit of a lighter September schedule, think that, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're just going to run over and all these guys are going to get reps. That could, I I think a bit premature because some of the defenses are playing a little bit better. Like Navy's going to have a good defense. Um, You know, NC state, they'll be solid at the very least. They, and they have been a top 20 defense the last two years. Uh, They lost a lot, but they, they're going to be pretty good. Tony Gibson's a good coordinator. So, um, I think uh, I think we're going to kind of find out more as we get into those first four games of kind of where they're at. You made a really good point about Price that I was thinking about in that, like, it, he hasn't played a ton. I mean, he hasn't played, you know. His body is not used to – it's 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 one thing. Like, he didn't do anything in spring. So going through camp is hard. I mean, that's very yeah. difficult. No one likes camp. Some people are like more wired for it, but no one really likes it. It's just a grind. It's physically taxing. And I, I know when I talked to Sean Crawford on this podcast um, over the off season, you know, he talked about when he tore his Achilles in 2017, he got, he got tired. Like his body just kind of broke down uh, because of that, because he hasn't had the wear and tear. And I think that might be going on with price as well, uh, but they do have to be careful. Uh, they do have to be careful with him. Um, so that'll be something to monitor going forward. Hopefully, uh, whatever happened with Javon Payne isn't a big deal. Uh, you watched a lot of the safeties yesterday, Jamie. Thank you for doing that. First of all, um, we really appreciate that. Uh, it's a, it's the best position in the sport. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's that's everyone's talking about that. How 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 awesome being a safety is. Xavier Watts, you know, you've been very ha- high on him. It seems like you know I, I, Ramon Henderson running with the ones um in spurts like he's he's repping in for either i is it dj brown he's repping in for i think they're kind of they're kind of all working so kind of looks like a three-man rotation there um heard good things about ramon henderson in his spring i mean his his fall camp so far um and then adon schuler is trending right another another monitoring situation there um they don't have it's not like they have a ton of bodies right so if someone has to rep uh, someone has to be the fifth guy, and if he's the if he's the one, but look, if he looks good, he looks good, right? So that that's important. Um, what 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 would you say about um, those guys? You said Lutalich looked really good. You like you liked how they all looked in drills. Yeah, definitely. Like I've been, um, I I do like to watch specifically the safeties because you get a chance to watch these guys in in, in individual where you just see them open up uh transition um just like uh, how quick their feet are how smooth their feet are and that kind of stuff when you're just like evaluating like kind of what these guys can and can't do it's important right like it's important because if someone's limited in 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 that aspect then it's really tough to play safety at a high level and be 
be able to do all of these things that, that, that they would want you to do in a defense. Right. Um, because if you are a little stiff, you are a little tight, uh, you know, if your feet aren't the quickest, then you, you kind of get stuck in, in a certain role and you, and if you're not a lead in that role, then you're not going to play at all. And that's what happened with Notre Dame had, you know, several guys that were like too tight and too stiff. And they just, I think they did a probably seeing those guys in person. I, to me, it was like now looking back on it, it was pretty obvious that these guys were going to struggle to play because they just didn't have what you needed athletically to be able to excel. Um, You know, and I don't see that with the position now. I don't see that there's nobody that I was like, this guy's tight. And if anything, the guy who I thought was like probably the least fluid was Antonio Carter. And he was fine. He just was not as fluid as the other guys. Right. Like I don't, you know, and he's big too. And obviously physical. Um, So that's part of it. It's just funny too, because he's a corner. I would say him and Henderson are probably like the guys that are like, uh, maybe like the tightest, like high hip guys. Yeah. And they're both former corners or whatever, yeah. but they were, I mean, to be fair, they were considered big corners that were going to play a certain way, but um, yeah, I, I mean, X Watts, he just shows up. I mean, all those guys the, out of the first three, they all showed up and made plays. Right. And certainly there was nothing that they did wrong, especially in team that indicated that they weren't, you know, on their P's and Q's, they were, they were totally on it. Um, and I think Carter, I mean, you just didn't see him evolve that much. Um, he just, he didn't stand out for me at all. Uh, I would have loved if, if, if he did, but he's still making that transition to, um, from safety, uh, to safety from corner. And that's like, it's not an easy transition uh, for everybody. Plus he's learning a new defense, all this kind of stuff. So I think right now he's kind of like rightly situated as depth and, you know, he might be a guy who kind of ends up taking off later on, or maybe by the time end of camp, it's like, well, now he can get more there, but I just, as, as it stands right now, I think those three are situated above everyone else. And I mean, Chris O'Leary is very um, complimentary of Schuler. I mean, first of all, Schuler looks the part. That's mm, not something yeah. that uh, we've, you know, there's news. Everybody's kind of said he looks like a dude. Um, but he's, he athletically, he, he's there. He's a, he's a physical guy. If Lowry said, if anything, he's maybe a little bit too reckless in terms of being physical. Um, but uh, I think he is, he's got a chance that he could play this year. Um, and then Minich hasn't been healthy. But he looked, I mean, he ran down on a special teams play and was like, was very fast. Talakit needs to gain weight. He, yeah. he needs to get bigger. Uh, but, I mean, for being a guy his height um, and as fluid as he is at that height, um, it's rare. It's rare. And, um, you know, he's it's a big jump from, from Wyoming high school football to this. But, I mean, the the pieces are there for him to develop into something good. Carter should be a depth piece. Yes. You know, that that's what you want. That, that Notre Dame should have better safeties than, than Rhode Island does. Just 
as a rule. You know, it's not like he can't play. I, he could probably play if they, he needed to be in there. But Notre Dame should have better options. And so that I, I honestly, to me, that's like heartening. You know, that, that's a good thing. And, and he probably, you know, it, he, he needs to learn the, the level and that sort of thing. But I, I think he can I think he can be a productive player if he needs to play. But Notre Dame should have better options there. And so that's 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 lovely to hear. Um, tight end. Any, anything you want to anything you want to mention about tight end uh, that stood out to you before before we get out of here? I mean, obviously Evans and and Stays were the guys who played the most. Stays look good. He looked really good. It's um, uh, it's tough. I don't want like like I said about the corners. I don't want to freak out. He's good. He looks. <laughs> he looks good. He looks. Um. He looks big. He he can really move. Um. He's improved as a blocker. I mean, Mitchell Evans looked good too, especially like, I mean, he just absolutely caked Snead on the, on one play, drew mm. problem like 10 yards and caked them. Um, I mean, Mitchell Evans is a good player. It's just like one of these things. It's like you almost get knocked on. It's like, well, he's an NFL guy, but he's not Michael Mayer, you know, like it's, so it's just, I just think they're going to be more than fine. Obviously Ballman isn't healthy yet. He's not healthy yet. Um, I think that, Raritan's uh, lurking. Raritan is lurking once he gets healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think as soon as he gets the go ahead to play, and I don't know if that's going to be early in the season, mid season, whenever, he is going to step right in and play. Um, and I mean, he, he looks impressive. He's in, he, and, and we saw like one of the questions because he was like basically a big wide receiver in high school was like, hey, can this guy block in line? Like, yeah, he can block in line. So, um, I think Notre Dame is going to be more than fine at tight end. And, and I think Flanagan it, in terms of like early, just say early in the season, they need him to play. Like he can, I mean, he, he's not all the way there. Whenever you're a freshman, it's like a learning curve, even for a guy who's kind of like, um, came from like a really good program where, you know, technically like blocking wise that he, um, you know, he's, he's advanced for his age. Uh, but I mean, he's a big boy. He could, he could help out, um, as a blocker. Um, and I just think if you're just watching him just a a little bit here and there and drills, um, he, uh, you know, he can catch the ball pretty well. I mean, Sherwood is going to have his role, you know, but the one thing with Sherwood is that I don't think they're going to play as heavy this year. Yeah. So because of that, you know, he isn't going to play a lot. And the other thing is, well, do you want Mitchell Evans and Holden stays out there? Or do you, do you want to get David Sherwood out on the field? Like, I mean, I'm sure he'd be the next guy up in 13 personnel, but I don't, I don't think not that they ran a ton of 13 personnel this year, but yeah. I'm just going to guess they're going to run less than it. Than it is. Yeah. I mean, look at he's a good blocker. He's a good blocker. Yeah, you know, credit. Man, this one guy is just like all caps. Just Michael, just, Michael Dallas fan, fire. Uh, Campbell is just going. It's just on it today. He's going. I see you, man. I love the energy. The vibes are the vibes are fantastic. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So good on you. Um, all right, Jamie. I th- I think that's good. I think that's good. We we look. There, Notre Dame has so many good football players on their team. It's, I, I, I feel every position is just kind of like, yeah, I love that guy. I love that guy at that position. You know, there's every, um, 
you, you, go, you go down the lines. Freshman, like you said, every position has a freshman who you're like, oh, that guy, he's, he looks good. He looks great out there. You know, Christian Gray. Next, Ben Morrison. You know, they love Adon Schuler. Uh, Drake Bowen and uh, uh, Jaden Osbury. Unbelievable. Bubakar Traore and, uh, and Brennan Vernon. Looking fantastic, right? Charles Dugusa, the, the re- receivers. Flanagan. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. So, uh, Jeremiah. It's a, good, it's a good freshman class. It's Very good, good stuff. It's good stuff. And uh, Spencer Schrader, hashtag uh, shout out to the Rigneys for, uh, we'll talk about Spencer Schrader. He's got a booming leg. Uh, Matt refuses to uh, put him over Justin Yoon, but. He, he can he can bet he can well, one ball. other thing too because here's here's another you know shout out to the Rigneys again but like the McPherson um he looks good as a punter <laughs> like I I just I mean you're only seeing it it's against air or whatever it's not like whatever you know things change um but I would say just like consistency level in practice I mean it's pretty consistent like it looks like how like the good Tyler Newsom, but you just didn't see the good uh, Tyler Newsom all the time. Yeah, didn't see it all the time. All right, everybody, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be out for the rest of the week here. Not out, but you know that we're we're not gonna do any more shows for the rest of this week. We'll be back next week on um, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, what when are you back? When are you, when, how long are you there? I'm back Sunday. Oh, okay. So you're there for the rest so of this I'm week. Back. So there's, there, yeah. yeah, there's going to be a lot more stuff that Jamie's going to look at. Um, so we're going to get a lot more intel. So you're going to want to stay tuned in to Hit and Hustle and irisportsdaily.com. Please subscribe, hit the like, hit the notification bell. So you know we're going live, trying to get to 7,000 subscribers. Links are in the description below for the podcast. You can check us out there as well. Tell your friends, go to irisportsdaily.com, read of all of Jamie's stuff. No better time to sign up. No better time to sign up at irisportsdaily.com. Uh, I had a friend reach out to me. It's like, I should probably, uh, today, I should probably sign up for Irish Sports Daily. And I said, yeah, you probably should. Probably should. And uh, he did. So no better thank time you to him. Now. Yeah, but no better time than now. So thank you, everybody. Have a good weekend. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>